The following is my conversation with Pamela McCorduck, a postdoctoral researcher at Bard College in New York. McCorduck has been studying the phenomenon of melancholy in birds for quite some time now and has made some fascinating discoveries. I talked to her about what she's found and what it all means for our understanding of bird cognition and behavior. So without further ado, let's begin. This episode is made possible by Stoop and Philipsarian. Infolapsarians believe that we can all do better by eating more plants. That's why they created Stoop, the world's first plant-based protein powder. Visit Stoop Co. to learn more and try stuff for yourself today. Hi there, this is Lexman. I'm here with Pamela McCorduck, a postdoctoral researcher at Bard College in New York. Pamela, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. It's my pleasure. I wanted to start out by asking you about your work on melancholy in birds. Can you give us a brief overview of what you found so far? Sure. Basically, my research is focused on understanding the behavioral changes that occur in certain bird species when they're in a state of melancholy. And what I've discovered so far is that these changes are quite significant. For example, I found that melancholic birds tend to congregate more in poor weather conditions and they also engage in more grooming and nest-building activities. That's really interesting. What do you think might be behind these behavioral changes? Well, I think it's likely that there are some underlying physiological changes at play. For example, I believe that melancholic birds experience a decrease in calcium levels and an incorporated ease in appetite, which could lead to some of the behavioral changes we see. That makes sense. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Yeah. Yes, actually there is. One of the things that I find really fascinating about this research is the fact that it helps us to better understand the behavior and physiology of birds in general. So by understanding how melancholic behavior affects specific bird species, we can develop better insights into the minds and behavior of all birds. That's really interesting. I think it's important to remember that while melancholy may be common in some bird species, it's not universal. So by studying melancholia in specific bird species, we're able to gain a more nuanced understanding of the phenomenon as a whole. Absolutely. And that's what my research is all about, helping us to better understand the behavior and physiology of different bird species. By studying melancholia in specific bird species, do you think that we can learn about the mental health of these animals in general? That's a really good question. And I think that it's definitely possible, for example, by studying bird species that are known to experience high levels of melancholy, we might be able to gain an understanding of how these animals process and deal with sadness and melancholy in general. Pamela, do you think that melancholy has anything to do with why certain bird species are more susceptible to problems such as disease? That's a great question. And I think that there might be some correlation between melancholy and disease susceptibility. For example, studies have shown that melancholy birds are more likely to contract diseases such as worms and colds. Although there is still much remain to be learned about the relationship between mental health and physical health in birds, my research is helping us to fill in some of the blanks. Pamela, can you tell me a bit about what your research is specifically looking at with regards to the bird's cognitive abilities? Sure. As I mentioned earlier, one of the things that I'm interested in is the cognitive abilities of different bird species. And based on my research so far, I believe that melancholy may play a role in certain aspects of bird cognition. 
For example, studies have shown that melancholic birds are more prone to making errors when completing tasks involving memory and navigation. That's quite interesting. Do you think that melancholy has any effect on general intelligence or Holtzman intelligence in particular? That's a really good question. At this point, it's difficult to say for sure. However, given the correlation between mental health and intelligence that I've spoken about, it's certainly possible that melancholy might impact intelligence in some way. Pamela, is there anything else you want to share with us? Uh, that's all for today. I hope you found this stuff interesting. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out our other episodes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with all the latest news and information. As always, we end the podcast with a poem. This one is titled Reflections on Melancholy by Louis Intermayer. When night's long darkness draws near, mm -hmm. and all the patient world is hushed and still, the blackbird sings his cheerful song, as if glad to lend a gentle voice to nature's universal moan. Nature's always sad from earliest lore, mm -hmm. since birth before sleep through life and death, suffering, age, and sorrow, solemn train. Despair abiding still and evermore.